You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast, in which three editors talk romance novels, sex, pop culture, relationships, writing. And did we mention sex? Yeah! From the ladies behind XOXOAfterDark.com, because the best conversations happen after dark. Our XOXO After Dark Cast Vegas edition continues here at RT with the wonderful Christina Lauren. Uh, Christina Lauren, as our loyal listeners will know, is actually two peoples, a Christina and a Lauren. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hello. You were also one of our very first guests on our podcast when we were but a wee baby podcast. That's right. So it's like old home week or something. It is. It is. It's like coming back every time. Uh, you, if you are not already a uh, slavishly devoted Christina Lauren fan, I can bring you up to speed. Uh, most recently, they have the third in their Wild Seasons book, Wicked Sexy Liar, that is out now, coming out. It's out. It came it out in February. Out in February, so that is available for you to pick up and devour. And coming up, for those of you who are beautiful bastard fans and have been following the beautiful series, it has come all the way to its closure, number 10, which is just called simply Beautiful. Aww. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, that, um, let's start actually with that a little bit, because how does that feel coming to uh, kind of looking back on your beautiful journey from where this started to, and the cottage industry that it has become. <laughs> um, I mean, it feels great. I think we see all those covers and we're just like, holy crap. How did we do all we, of that? That's a lot of yeah. words. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're ready. I think we gave them all their story and their happily ever after. And Yeah, and it, I mean, it is bittersweet because they've been a lot of fun. You know, I think that's one of the things is we sit down and we write these books and they just kind of pour out of us because they feel like they're sort of, they're friends of ours now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, there are five couples and it, the cast gets very unwieldy mm-hmm. with the side characters too and you know you, especially when readers um, want to see every character in every book which is great like we want to put them mm-hmm. in there it just yeah. makes those ensemble scenes a little bit mm-hmm. more yeah. layered and challenging and, and, and the the couples that we have I feel like we've really like Christina said have given them their story yeah I mean it's a testament to your writing that your fans are like, but wait, we also need to see <laughs> the Luke George and book. Bennett yeah, and Will exactly. and everybody. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, perhaps you've done your jobs too well. Oh, well. <laughs> we hope so. But that's really exciting. Uh, tell us a little bit about, for anyone who hasn't quite gotten to um, Wicked Sexy Liar yet, tell us a little bit about that series and that book, what they might expect uh, when they pick it up. Yeah. Um, so the Wild Season series came out of the first book, Sweet Filthy Boy, which was a group of girlfriends who had just graduated from college and they were driving up to Vegas. <laughs> um, and they had a wild night, they got a little tipsy, and um, all three of them married three guys that they met who were all friends, um, who were having sort of a reunion trip themselves to Vegas. And two of the couples split up, but one couple, Ansel and Mia, decides to make a go of it and stay married and for the summer, just as sort of like an adventure, and she goes back to France with him. But So the rest of the series is about how the remaining two couples kind of find their way back to each other. And then the last book, Wicked Sexy Liar, is about Mia from the first book. It's her ex-boyfriend from sort of her whole life before this. And so readers were really not sure whether they would like Luke. Hmm. They sort of had decided that he was a A bad guy. A bad guy. Hmm. And they were not convinced that they wanted to read this, you know, story. But we have found that this is 
maybe like the favorite of the series yeah. for a lot of the readers. Which we oh, love. Wow. We love yeah. when people are like, you know, I didn't expect to like Luke and ah, I liked him so much. And <laughs> it, that's so great to kind of like change their their opinions on that and stuff. Yeah. So that is, that's really exciting. So can can you tell uh, any of our fans who might be coming to Vegas what the best uh, 24-hour wedding chapel is to attend if you want to find a wonderful Frenchman to marry you? Well, <laughs> since I live in Salt Lake City, so, um, you know, this is just a really easy drive for me. So we're in Vegas all the time. Uh, my grandparents got married at the Little Church of the West, which is this little adorable, like, wood-sided church. My sister, Danielle, got married there. And then this weekend, I came down on Friday because my littlest sister got married there. And then my aunt got married at the Little Chapel of the Flowers, I think is what it's called. And that one's 24 hours. Oh, perfect. So, well, I, those sound like two great recommendations. Um, <laughs> Come or to as me we for all your Vegas <laughs> wedding needs. It's a, a very servicey podcast, yes. as we like to run here. And Christina Lauren will get you hitched in any style. I think Lo like. is ordained. I think she can like. I could. I could. She could officiate your oh, wedding. Oh, good. So in between books, <laughs> maybe. Right. Um, got some. Got a few minutes. Readers just email. I want Lo to marry me at <laughs> sns.com. Yeah. We might get married before we leave. I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. I don't know. I feel like there's whatever you're ready to launch the next series maybe there's a contest in your future there right? you go. Yeah. we're just gonna forget giving away books we're just gonna auction low off yeah, yeah, for her efficient She's services great. um how has it been maintaining your co-writing partnership uh over the past years and uh including not just the writing but also you guys do so much traveling and have so many appearances uh that you might be common law married now i yeah. think we might be yeah i think we are still friends still oh, yeah. has oh, it brought God, you yeah. closer together is it hard to i think we get closer every book mm-hmm. and i know that sounds sort of cheesy but i think it's true like because each one is a different experience and i mean we have a process but every time we have to tweak it slightly because we're changing we have more on our plate you know, our kids are older, our husbands have different things going on. Like, every time our life looks different, and so we have to change the way we do things. Um, and so we have this sort of flexibility that has just served us really well, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think as we see other people going through writing alone, writing together, you know, whatever they're dealing with, we really appreciate the other and having that support, you know? Yeah. And we're like, you know, if you ever want to write something on your own, I'll be your biggest cheerleader, but don't ever leave me. Yeah. <laughs> You're just not allowed to leave me. That sounds so, fair. You're allowed yeah. to write your solo project with your left hand. Yes. But yeah, well, yeah and she's left-handed, so that works. Else. Oh, yeah. my gosh, she's going to get It's great. We, like, we tell everybody, it takes, a, it takes a really special dynamic for it to work, and there's just something about, you know, about our personalities that fits so well. And even if we weren't writing together, we would still be mm-hmm. best friends. So, yeah. I mean, we text we tweet we snapchat we we spend thanksgiving together we spend spring break together we you know yeah we get couples massages we do (laughs) she takes me to my emergency dentist is that weird i I can't even tell anyone. i know you heard it here first emergency (laughs) dentist and couples massages how stars they're just like us (laughs) (laughs) um so what do you have um is there like a a dream kind of book that you guys want to write that you just you haven't because you've been on the sort of beautiful and wild seasons train would you ever want to pull off and do something in a totally different genre is there a secret zombie book in your future you know i think that lo could write an amazing fantasy book mm-hmm. i think she would really kill that are would, you that a would be my dream to write like a really kick-ass high fantasy something, like something dragons and castles and something like um the captive prince I don't think I could ever achieve that, but that would be what I would strive for. Yeah, I think she yeah. could really kill that. Yeah. But, I mean, I think yeah. we do write the books that we really love. Like, sure. But, I mean, 
you know, that what we have, what we're, where we want to evolve to, I think is we're that's what we're trying to do is like this this small step evolution. So I don't actually know what like our dream co-authoring book looks like. Because when we finished Wicked Sexy Liar, we were both just like, oh my god, like that was exactly the book that I want to read. Yeah. And we were so happy and that's sort of what we always do is write the books that we want to read mm-hmm. rather than like the books we think people want. And so we do have a book we're working on and we get to write in November mm-hmm. or it's due in November. It's due in November. It's due in November. That's um, a YA, because um, we love YA. That's where we started. Mm-hmm. Um, and for people who don't know, that's young adult. And it's uh, like a really kind of sweet male-male story. Hmm. Um, and so we're really, it's called Autobiography. It'll be out <laughs> next year. So we're really excited. Yeah. That is exciting. That's also under your Christina Lauren. Yeah. yeah. We're just really great. lucky that we kind of get to just write the stories that are in our heads. Mm-hmm. And everyone sort of like just lets us yeah <laughs> our, pu- our publisher has been very supportive and as yes. you know fans like what's inside your heads which is great Hopefully. it works well for everybody yeah now i loved what you said about how you finished wicked, Sex- wicked sexy liar and we're like oh that's the the book we wanted it to be yeah. and what we wanted to read do you feel more that way about some of your yes. books than yes. others absolutely absolutely so the, we have a, we have a yes. standalone novel that's coming out next year and we had such a clear idea of what we wanted it to be mm-hmm. And it just didn't come out quite right. And so, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we love working with Adam is because we can say that to him. Like, you know, here's this manuscript that (laughs) has has an idea, but like Mm -hmm. we didn't quite hit it and he can help us find the heart of it. So we're working on that right now. And, and I mean, it is. Some, some come out just like they're going to be in the end and some are a little bit like not quite there yet. So Mm -hmm. Um, for those who may not know, Adam is Adam Wilson, who is Christina Lauren's longtime editor and of a previous guest of this podcast as well. We have hauled him in yeah, once or twice. Um, he is a delight. Uh, what I, I th- he's he's a bit unusual in that there aren't mm-hmm. that many men yeah. working in romance editorial. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that um, help your relationship? Does, is it useful to have a sort of guy's eye view oh, yeah. when working with he you? Yeah. Does it make sure, a difference at all, you think? Or? He makes sure our guys sound like guys. Mm-hmm. And I remember this one specific scene. I think it was in, like, I don't even know what it was. But I had written something about doing something with a condom after it was on. And he was like, Christina, that it, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. And I, I was like, I don't, well, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I'm just guessing. Well, the thing is, that's kind of great, too, is, is he's not really, he's not a dude bro. No, he's You not. know? And so he's, he's just, soft he's, and sensitive. He's a very, like, genuine, wonderful human. And so he really helps pull a lot of the humanity out of our male characters without, like, emasculating them. Yep. And mm-hmm. I think that that's been a really, like, useful, he's, He's a really great actor. And when he loves something, it's the books that we're the most proud of. Yeah. Like, it always is. And um, I, I know I've told him before that sometimes, like, I'll see something when we're writing, and I'm like, I, I know he's going to say. And he always, he always mm-hmm. says something about it. Yeah. <laughs> so he can't really see either. To him. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. That's really, um, well, I love that about him because I love and respect his work. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what is... This is now, we're just going to test and see if Adam actually listens to the podcast. Okay, okay. Tell us um, one thing that you think is uh, hilarious or funny or interesting about having worked with him or something that our secret fans might might be His margin amused notes to hear. are really, really funny. And it's almost <laughs> like when we were first getting our first edits back on Beautiful Bastard, we had um, a copy at, this is sort of a famous story among CeeLo, the there was a section where we had said something about her wet, her skin. wet skin and mm-hmm. 
and the copy editor said, do you mean vulva here? And Ad- Adam added in the comment, if you change this to vulva, I'm quitting. <laughs> and you have to understand, like, yeah. we we didn't really, like, know each other that well It was, like, yet. your first book. That was, right? our, it was our first book. Yeah. And, and in we that were like, moment, he is our people. So that was sort of this, like, lock clicking into place. Mm-hmm. And so ever since then, it's almost like he knows how much we love his margin notes so he like it's like he has to put some good he'll stuff put youtube in videos in there. up his game yeah. oh yeah. wow and yeah. everything it's it's so funny and so when he got married we actually um put together like a list like the a top, top 10, 10 adam you know. wilson margin notes and they read it to him and as you know i, I remember that that was delightful yeah um, we just really like to mess with him. Yeah. yeah, he's lots of he is lots of fun that way. He's like and our favorite person. Yeah. <laughs> it's and it's I think uh, what every editor strives for to have that kind of relationship with their authors, but um, they don't they don't always. Sometimes it's great, but it's mm-hmm. business like or whatever. Sure. But um, you guys have found obviously that chemistry there. But this is not the Adam show, even though he is delightful. This is the CeeLo <laughs> show. So uh, let's turn a little bit quickly to stuff that's going on at RT. Um, is there anything in particular panel-wise or craft-wise that you've really enjoyed or would recommend that people check out in future RTs or at similar conferences? There have been some really great panels on diversity this mm-hmm. year. Um, and sort of writing that and getting it right and being doing it fearlessly. And, and I think that that's... a been a really good conversation this year mm-hmm. um but i think one of my favorite things about rt is just walking around and running into those people that you haven't seen since rt last year mm-hmm. and like checking in and seeing how you're doing and um you know so I, I recommend just sort of lingering around the conference area and finding people well and it's 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 a strange thing because it's like you'll be walking and you see readers, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you'll be like, she'll, you know, somebody will say, I saw you in Brazil. Yeah. Oh. I saw you in Montreal. <laughs> I saw you, you know, and so yeah. to see these people that we've like seen for years and years and years and, and, you know, we keep having new books, so they keep coming to get those signed and, you know, it's, it's great. That is really wonderful. One of the best things about coming to this, I think, is being reminded of the strength and power of the romance fan base. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it's really an amazing community. It yeah. really is. I mean, people are so supportive and you know, all authors are readers and so everybody's kind of fangirling here and mm-hmm. it's it's pretty great. Was there uh, a particular author here that uh, you guys are excited to see again or meet or We met Nalini Singh on yeah. um, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty awesome for us. Yeah. And then it was really sweet, um, Kristen Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, we she needed to switch a time and for our author spotlight. And we were like, yeah, sure. And she left. She sent us like flowers. this little bouquet of flowers oh. and um, this sweet little note saying, you know, she hoped we got to meet her um, soon. And so that was really sweet. It's just those little things everybody does. That's it's just like so welcoming and lovely. So it's it's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is lovely. The famed Adam Wilson just came in and scared his prize authors to death. Sadly there will be no more beautiful books because Lowe's just had a heart attack. The hair's <laughs> nice not going up. It's like it's a little wild today. Who is this? Where's the man? Person with the we were having locks. a really nice moment and uh, <laughs> now you've come in and messed it like a man <laughs> well um, I do have to let CeeLo go because there's much more to see and do here at RT but thank you guys so much thank for you, coming Abby. to talk with us and everybody Wild Sexy Nights available now and uh, beautiful coming up very soon 
Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast. Continuing our mobile podcast here at RT Vegas, I'm here with Larissa Ione, author of the Moonbound Clan Vampires series. Uh, we're very excited to have her. It's the first time on the podcast. And uh, she also has an exciting anthology coming up and uh, called Blood Red Kiss. Mm-hmm. And that will be with Cressley Cole and Gina Showalter. Yes. Uh, and that is a pretty heavy-hitting trifecta. <laughs> Uh, Larissa, not the least among them. So thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So how are you enjoying RT so far? Oh, I'm having a great time. I mean, it's Vegas. If you're not having a great time, there's something wrong. It's true. You, I believe you're required to have a great time 24-7 here, it seems like. <laughs> Pretty sure. Now, are you a regular RT conference goer? Is this uh, relatively new for you? Or? No, I think this is maybe my, f- I don't know, fourth or fifth. So definitely got the hang of it by now. Yeah. It seems different in Vegas somehow. Bigger, maybe. It does. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know what it is, but yeah, it does seem kind of... It's more intensified. Yeah, yeah. What have been um, some of the favorite things you've seen or done or participated in while you've been here so far? Um, you know, I had a great time um, at the Rising Storm uh, scavenger hunt. That was a lot of fun. But one of my highlights uh, was when I had a couple of readers come say hi. They had come all the way from Paris for this. And I had met them at a signing in Paris like uh, two years ago. And so they they were able to come see me here. It was really awesome. That is amazing. All the way from Paris. How exciting. Yeah, and just for this, too. So... Wow, that's really great. That's really cool. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your fans. Do you... Is that a typical experience that you... Um, have them coming back and seeing you again and again? Yes, yes, I love it. There's so many that that I see at at all these different conferences, and it's just wonderful being able to talk to them again and and uh, sign more books. <laughs> that is exciting. <laughs> Will you tell us a little bit about the Moonbound Clan and your vampire series, and maybe what people can expect out of your anthology as well? Yes. Um, well, the series itself is about obviously vampires. Um, they, it has kind of a Native American spin, um, and I kind of wanted to celebrate a little bit of my heritage and, and somehow bring Native Americans into it, so um, the vampires tend to be uh, Native American, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of dark and gritty, like I usually write, mm-hmm. and uh, set in the Pacific Northwest. Um, it's just really a fun series. And the story in the anthology, uh, Forsaken by Night, is introducing a new character named Lobo. Mm-hmm. He's a shapeshifter as well as a vampire. Um, and yeah, I think he's been mentioned in one of the books, but we'll be introducing him as well as his heroine, who is very different because she starts out the story as a wolf. And she's lived as a wolf for 12 years. She can't shift back. So... Um, it's just kind of a story of how how she eventually is able to to switch wow. and so she's really you're telling uh, some significant chunk of the story where she's still stuck in wolf form. Yes, it starts out that way. Interesting. And and our hero doesn't know that she's actually a person. He th- he th- he thinks just yeah, she's a wolf. He's she's been his pet for twelve years. Oh wow! <laughs> so he's like, well, I'm good with wolves. What do you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So. Um, did you 
were you sort of looking for an extra level of challenge where that inspired you to be like, I'm going to start where my heroine um, can't speak English yet because is in animal form or something like that? Actually, that was a big challenge. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, I actually am going through revisions on it right now Mm -hmm. to make it a little bit uh, less complicated Mm -hmm. because it did did start out kind of um, different. The reader probably doesn't really realize at you know, at the time, they're introduced to the wolf. They don't know that, you know, she's actually going to end up being the, he- the heroine. Now now they will. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Um, but, uh, yeah, there were definitely some, some challenges there. I, I have her shift fairly quickly, though, so it, we don't have to spend too much time with... Right. Yeah, well, and your readers would probably be like, where's his heroine? I mean, I know I, just as a fan, start reading it. Uh, you right away want to slot into, oh, he's going to be our bad boy hero, so he's clearly going to fall in love with her. So you sort of know who to attach your emotions to right, right. away. Right, yeah. And one of, the, one of my big concerns, though, especially, was trying to show that he really loves this wolf, mm-hmm. but not in a, you know, creepy way. <laughs> so it was, you know, it, that one was kind of interesting, too, because I didn't want him to be too... Right, you know, the connection has to be so delicately handled. Yes, yes, and not be creepy because if people who do know that she's the heroine, it might come off as kind yeah. of creepy. It's not creepy, I promise. <laughs> totally not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be in your ads. <laughs> no, totally not creepy. Totally not creepy. I love it. I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> Are you an animal person? Do you feel a connection to animals that way? Is that part of what inspires your shifters and and? going in this direction? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love animals. In fact, uh, most of my author pictures are with a dog. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I try to add animals into pretty much everything I do. Do you have like a pack at home or a, um, I wish a I serial did. dog, dogonomist? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did, but my husband, uh, he isn't, he loves animals. Yes. I mean, but you know, they're, they're a lot of work. They are. And you must have to travel a lot and uh, yes. it's got to be really hard to keep the kind of uh, regular pet care yes we uh, we just have one dog and, and one cat right now but we're, we're getting ready to move um, and we plan on getting more animals because we're getting some yeah. property and heads and up mr. Larissa the herd <laughs> is coming home yeah he, he already knows he I think he suspects that you know if I see an animal I pretty much bring it home and I can when we have property I can do that mm-hmm. I can bring home all kinds of animals you didn't hear that, Brian. You did, did not hear that. <laughs> nope. Totally. Totally <laughs> theoretical that we're talking about here. Uh, now, what is it that draws you to the paranormal? Um, since you obviously have really established yourself in this genre, and um, it's been huge for quite some time, but seems like maybe uh, uh, contemporary is getting bigger, but there are still some real diehards who just love it, and you're clearly one of them. What's, what about it speaks to you? Oh, you know, I have just been a fan since I was a kid and, and started reading Stephen King. That was, that was it. It mm-hmm. was, I, I knew that that's where I had to go. And um, I, when I first started writing romance, I actually wrote um, historical, and then I went to contemporary, and none of it really felt right, uh-huh. you know, and it took a while until I figured out, okay, it's just because I'm, I'm not writing what I really want to be writing, mm-hmm. and which is really dark and gritty, and it's harder to do that in a contemporary, yeah. you know. Um, it's People seem to not like it when your heroes rip other people's arms off or, you know, things One like that. One time. It's, I know, One right? Time, and you know. People get upset. I don't know. It's, so um, 
Yeah, so I kind of had to go with, with uh, the paranormal. Mm-hmm. It sounds like that's your Goldilocks genre. Like maybe this one wasn't quite right, that one wasn't quite right, but this is the perfect fit. That's exactly it. I do enjoy writing contemporary, though. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm writing a little bit of contemporary um, with the Rising Storm series. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I really, my heart is definitely in the paranormal. Well, it's nice to be able to balance both and probably be a bit of a palate cleanser for you, too, maybe in between books. Yes, yes. How do you keep things fresh from when you're... Uh, working on a series and you have to kind of or not have to get to return to this world again and again but have to kind of uh, create something new every time how how do you keep things fresh and new for both you and your readership you know I get a lot of inspiration from TV Mm -hmm. and even the news you know I just I, I look for kind of weird weird little stories that pop up and um you know usually find a way to to work something different in. In fact, last night, uh, okay, should I say this? Should I say I was at a strip club last night? <laughs> and there was this this guy, one of the dancers, who mm-hmm. was wearing a mask. And it was a creepy mask, mm-hmm. really creepy. But it gave me this idea for a character. And I now have a story that I'm going to write that was inspired from last night. How exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Um, I look forward to also reading those acknowledgments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to write them, I am. So. But that's great. I guess uh, writers really can pull their inspiration from the most unusual places. Yes. You mentioned that you also were inspired by your own uh, Native American heritage mm-hmm. when you were doing this. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that and how you like to incorporate that into your series? Um, you know, a lot of it is just, I, I learned a lot of stories from my mom who grew up on an Indian reservation. My grandparents uh, owned some property that the Nez Pierce used to stay on, mm-hmm. and um, Chief Joseph's tribe actually used to stay there. And so I got a, a lot of stories and a lot of really interesting artifacts from there. They, oh, wow. They actually made um, silk, uh, corn silk purses. Oh. And so we have several of those. I've got mm-hmm. them, you know, framed and stuff. But um, I just use those stories that, that my mom and my grandparents used to tell and just you know try to work them that's wonderful and give you a chance to share with your readers and um we were uh, speaking earlier about the conversation that's just gotten bigger and bigger in the zeitgeist and uh about diversity in publishing and in romance and uh not just in that too i mean i feel like the national climate has uh it's been a a um maybe a volatile one, but it has brought a lot of really interesting points to the surface that I think need to be talked about. So I love that this is an example of ways to be contributing to that conversation that don't have to be a policy speech or a didactic op-ed, but can uh, really be emotional. Mm, Yes, definitely. Definitely. Do you, um, uh, what's next for you down the road? What are you working on after the books we talked about have come out? Do you have more in your uh, Moonblood Clan series? Do you have other series in the works or remains to be seen? No, I actually, I'll be writing uh, the next three books in the Moonbound Clan series. Um, there, there's definitely three more. I don't know how many more after that, but I've, I've got three more. So I'm going to be working on those, and I'm also uh, starting a new Demonica spinoff. So it'll be set 25 years in the future, and and 
feature the kids all grown up. Oh, cool. And um, I'm still writing for, you know, like I said, the Rising Storm series. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've got a lot of a lot of things coming up. You do. You're busy. I am busy. You don't have I, time to be in Vegas. What's I going know, on? I know. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I'm actually working while I'm in Vegas. So when uh, in between events, I go up to my room and, and work diligently on... Um, on my books we didn't pay her to say that but we do like to hear it (laughs) as dedicated publishing professionals got to keep the nose to the grindstone um is there uh, anything you're hoping yet to do in vegas or at rt before you um head back to the writing cave no not uh anything specific um i'm just enjoying the enjoying the conference and and i'm i actually have a fairly light schedule this time so i get to actually walk around and talk to people and Mm -hmm. uh go to actually go to other people's panels it's really nice i think that's great i think that's probably uh what so many authors have been saying and maybe the best advice for anyone who wants to go to a conference is leave yourself some time to walk around and soak it all in and don't be afraid to approach people, right? Oh yes, definitely. In fact, yesterday I was when I did a, uh, a pop-up signing, I had uh, readers come up and ask, you know, if, is it okay to to come up and say hi if you're just walking down the hall? Like, yes, absolutely. Catch mm-hmm. me. That's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's uh, yeah, definitely. People don't be afraid to do that. You heard it here first, people. Come and say hello to Larissa. <laughs> Larissa, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today, thank and uh, keep an eye out for the. Moonbound Clan Vampire Series, which I know I have butchered in the course of the interview a couple of times, for which I apologize, and also Blood Red Kiss, her upcoming anthology, and her work with the Rising Storm series as well. Yes. Have a great time in Vegas, Larissa. Thanks again. Thank you. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast. All right, we are wrapping up our uh, XOXO After Darkcast recording at Vegas with uh, Anna Todd, the best-selling author of the After series, and she's got some new stuff to tell us about today. Anna, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. So uh, there's you got a couple of things in the works going on. One is a book that's coming out just at the end of this month. It actually will probably be on sale by the time our listeners are listening to this, and that is Imagines. But it's not a typical straight-through novel, right? Can you tell us about it a bit? Yeah, it's definitely not anything close to a straight-through novel, <laughs> but it's me and 33 other Wattpad writers, and for those of you who don't know, but should and will now, mm-hmm. Wattpad is an online platform for readers and writers, and I, in my opinion, it's one of the only places where people are only reading because they want to and only writing because they want to, so it's really cool for me to be a part of a project that has so many people that don't have publishing deals now, like they have a print book in Target, and like it's a real thing, so I'm really excited about it but it's also fan fiction which is my favorite thing ever Mm -hmm. so we did something different and kept the names like with the after series of course we changed the names but with this all of the names are the same from like Zac Efron to Kim Kardashian to Daniel Sharma to Kylie Jenner like so explain for our listeners what an imagine is because it's a a thing that kind of I don't know if it originated on Wattpad specifically but it it Actually, it's from Instagram, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's where my Imaginator 1D name came from, Uh, because I used to write imagines about One Direction Mm -hmm. on Instagram, which 
I deleted a long time ago, and hopefully no one can ever, ever find them. But it, they're basically where you imagine yourself in the story. So it's like you walk into the hotel room and you see Kanye West and, uh-huh. you know, he says to you this. So it's you can put yourself in this situation. You don't give some people give a little bit of specifics, but typically there's no specifics, like no hair color, no nothing. So it's mm-hmm. all you. It would be almost like what in a movie when you're the POV. Yes, exactly. The POV character. Or something. Oh, my gosh, that's so much fun. So can you tell us? And are they all um, stories about you with a celebrity? Yes, all of them are celebrities. Mine, I did two um, just because I really love Imagines. I wanted to do two. (laughs) So my uh, main one, the bigger one that I did is about Daniel Sharman, who was on Teen Wolf, the originals. Um, He's actually in the trying to think of how to say it without saying it. So unconfirmed, but very close to being going to be the hardened character in my after movie. mm -hmm. Um, And also I know him now, which was really weird because by the time I started writing it, I knew him and I was like, oh, this was a good idea before I met you. This is weird. (laughs) So then I'm like, how do I tell you? So I just one day I was like, do you know what Imagine is? And he's like, no. And he's not like social media. Like he's not that into social media. So I was (laughs) like, so I'm kind of writing this fan fiction about you. (laughs) And I want to know if you want to read it or if you just want me to pretend like it's not happening. And he's like, no send it over so like before I even send it to Adam I sent it to Daniel and he was like well actually and he had a few things to correct me on like blues music Uh which is like I asked him what his favorite music was not that imagines have to be anything close to the people because typically we don't know any celebrities so we make it up but with mine like since I knew him it felt a little different so he was like oh well Morrissey is actually not a blues legend and I'm like well I googled it so I don't know okay <laughs> Google thinks it is yeah, so I'm like Google knows more than you so um, there were like a couple little things and he was just like this is really cool because Great. of course people write fan fiction about him but not like hey I've already known you for months here's yeah. my story about what I think you're like when you like someone but then my other one is Kylie Jenner mm-hmm. um, and I'm just fascinated by her I love her I'm obsessed with everything she does and I see since some of my readers now it's a little different than unpublished but in the beginning most of the people that I follow on social media are all teenagers so I would go to like Zac Efron's page all the comments are like no offense to anyone but all the comments were like oh you're so sexy you're so hot and he would have a shirt off and it was like oh all the women are so obsessed with it it's amazing you go to Kylie Jenner's page and even if she's not in a bathing suit if she's wearing like a full length mm-hmm. gown it's like oh you're this you need to put clothes on you're disgusting but what'd oh. you do like all this terrible stuff mm-hmm. and I watched this video one time about Kylie and it's this video where she's getting her makeup done she starts with no makeup uh-huh. and as she's getting her makeup done it's playing over someone reading all of these terrible comments about her and I was oh, like wow. whoa so like not that I'm you know trying to save the world or anything but I just feel like she's an 18 year old girl and people are insane online sometimes. And so the story is kind of like you're becoming friends with her and you're kind of realizing like, Oh, she's an actual human. Yeah. So I really was happy about it. Um, But there are all kinds of like funnier ones. Like that one's not that funny, but there are like really awesome ones. Like Kim Kardashian is like, selfies are outlawed in the world <laughs> so she's like fighting to like save the selfies. yes exactly and it's really cool and this guy named k fan wrote it mm-hmm. and he is like brilliant and writes another kim kardashian fan fiction oh. where she's stuck in her own game oh, like the game wow. she yeah, has yeah, the- and it's so clever mm-hmm. and the way he writes he brings in like pop culture and it's just like it's amazing oh that sounds great yeah and it's just a real uh, uh range of voices because as you said it's you and 33 other watchers. yeah and others? none of us are similar like in any way um there's zombie writers there's like anything you can think of and it's all different people from you know ten thousand reads to 
a billion, mm-hmm. which I think is the coolest part. Yeah, that's really, so some people who maybe are like, oh, I know Kay Fan or I love Anna Todd, and then they'll be able to discover some brand new readers that they might exactly. not have found otherwise. And y'all, you are totes getting your reading, <laughs> money, reading money's worth because this book is thick. It is it's way thicker cover. than I thought. It is shiny, shiny silver with this great rainbow title, so you won't be able to miss it on the shelf, but it is also um, a big sucker, so you it will is. have... This will last you for it's many huge. a beach day. I keep like holding it up like people can see me. Like, I know. We, 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 we are imagining this is a visual <laughs> podcast, yes. but it really is great. And of course, um, our listeners will be able to see it because we post the uh, oh, cool. book unit on the post when we put it up on our site. Um, so in addition to the imagines that you did, you are uh, very intertwined with Wattpad and you are mm-hmm. working on your newest novel, right? And you're really engaging with the platform as you did from the beginning. Right? Yeah. And well, when I started writing it, um, I just was like, had this moment of like, Yes. Okay. I'm like, am I allowed to cuss? <laughs> yeah. At this moment of like, oh shit, I don't think I'm a writer. Like, I can't write this book. Like, it's, I was writing it. But you've done like five books yeah, already. It was like, like I was writing it in like solitude. Like, no, mm-hmm. not on Wattpad, just like writing it. And I'm like, it, I guess I could have turned it in, but it just didn't feel the same. And I'm like, but the funnest, easiest part of my job is the writing. <laughs> so like, that should be the easiest yeah. thing for me to do. And so I was like, what is going on? So then I started sending little pieces, like it won't end up online, I promise. Well, now it doesn't matter. But in the beginning, I'm like, oh, am I allowed to do this? But I started sending pieces to a core group of my friends who started as readers. Mm-hmm. And they they were so like, give me the next chapter. And I was like, that is what's missing. Uh. Like, And for some reason, I think, you know, I was just really busy and you know my friends at Wattpad were busy and Adam is busy and so I don't think we really thought about it Mm -hmm. like in a way that like oh well this makes total sense because this is how I started and but it's not a typical thing so I'm really lucky to have a publisher that's like yeah let's try this new thing that like most publishers would be like are you crazy you're not writing stuff for free Mm -hmm. so I was really happy and now the story's like floating and I'm just like yes I yay I am a writer like I have more stories in me that's really interesting and it so it's basically you really just needed to it's you're maybe writer for the new millennium in that we used to think of it as you said as the solitary and some of the people we've had on the podcast have said oh i go to the writing cave <laughs> not and I turn me. off all the internet and i turn off the phone or whatever but um in a so much more connected society and when your own writing and creativity was has always been so intimately connected with um fan worlds and mm-hmm. a community like that it kind of makes sense that you were like, oh, it turns out this is what feeds my Exactly. Creativity. And I think it's just like the social part of it. And I'm not the kind of writer. Like I have friends who write brilliant books and they're like, I cannot believe that you let the public read it before your editor. Like, are you crazy? And I'm like, <laughs> well, since I started on the internet, like I have a pretty thick skin. I'm like, well, why not? It doesn't like, I don't know. I think also because I did this for fun and mm-hmm. I just got like, the best life ever out of it <laughs> but I feel like I and don't put too much pressure on that so I'm like of course like why wouldn't I let people read it first like what are they going to point out my grammar everyone knows my grammar is terrible so it doesn't <laughs> matter so I'm really happy about it and I even like Adam has told me like the story he's really happy with it and it's That's so great. different than after which is really fun for me and the mm-hmm. characters are different and it's sort of a spinoff because Landon is the main character and mm-hmm. he's in it's his point of view mm-hmm. but you don't have to read after to read it so like if you pick it up randomly then you won't be lost and you won't like have to read after oh good but you'll probably want to read after. yeah I hope so <laughs> like, that's the goal do you um uh you've had kind of a like you said sort of a real whirlwind 
career from I'm just writing this and putting it on a Wattpad because I have a story I wanted to share and it was fun to you have really just finished um, some a lot of foreign travel <laughs> where you met tons of fans all over the world. Mm. Uh, what's your life? What is your <laughs> life now, Anna? Like I have no what idea. <laughs> what are you looking at? What What's changed for you in the past year, year um, and a half? Mostly, I would say the biggest change is definitely travel. Like my day-to-day life is very like the same like only now I'm like oh I just want to sit in the house like (laughs) I don't need to go to Target every day like let's just stay in our pajamas Mm -hmm. but I get to travel now which is amazing even because when I first got my publishing deal I was like oh my god I'm gonna have a book like this is so cool it's gonna be in Barnes and Noble and then when I found out it's gonna be in Target I was like Ah, like this is the best thing ever never did I even think about any other country like mm-hmm. I didn't I don't know why maybe because I didn't know anything about publishing or anything I was just like well so then as they started coming in it was like there's 10 languages and then 20 languages and then 30 and I'm just like what and then when it started getting offers like hey do you want to come here because your book is best selling uh-huh. and we want you to come and I'm just like what get to travel <laughs> the world and like meet my readers which is my favorite part I love signings absolutely love them and it's so crazy to me to go to you know Colombia and have an insane crowd of people who are just so happy and it's just crazy but it's so so amazing and it's my favorite part of everything that's it's wonderful do you find that your fans around the world tend to all love the same scenes or moments or elements of your story or is it different depending on what country you're in mostly it's the same like it is funny because most of my u.s readers not so much anymore but in the beginning it was mostly just one direction fans Mm -hmm. but when i travel it's like most of them don't like one direction or they don't know some of them don't even know about about wattpad like mm -hmm. they're like i used to my first question to everyone because i didn't know how to talk to strangers i'm like so do you read on wattpad and every like i would say eight out of ten were like no and i'm like well how like huh how (laughs) did you find i'm like how did you find my book and some of my foreign publishers have just done like created me an entirely new audience like in france most of my readers are older and they don't really care about One Direction or fan fiction or they don't understand fan fiction and so it's mostly the same but just a little different depending on where I am. But the the love story is universal maybe. Exactly and I've had like mothers and daughters come together and they're like we read this together and sometimes the daughter would read it on Wattpad and then the mom would be like what are you reading? (laughs) So then she would read it and it's just really cool that I've had you know in Russia I had a 62 year old woman. Wow. Who I always assume if they're like an older male or that much older than me female I'm like oh like you're here for someone else but Mm -hmm. she was like no and she was telling me how she had been in a really bad marriage for a really long time. And then she was single for the last like 15 years. And so she found my book through the bookstore, not through Wattpad or anything. And then she read mine. And then from mine, she found like 50 shades. And then she found like all these other romance books. And then Mm -hmm. she ended up making a dating profile. And now she has like this online boyfriend. I'm just like, whoa, like you helped this Russian lady. find love. (laughs) Exactly. And I love when people say like, I'm reading more because of you, which is the thing I get a lot. And I didn't, I don't think I realized in the beginning that my readers weren't, most of them were not readers. Mm -hmm. So that is like amazing when I have parents like, oh, thank you. They'd never read before. It's great. Well, and we in publishing, thank you as well, because we (laughs) need people to keep reading. So um, you're here at RT. What uh, kind of things have you done or are you looking forward to doing? Maybe are you going to have more fan events here or? Yeah, I have tomorrow. What's today? Friday? I'm not even sure. Yes, <laughs> like, it's Friday. Okay. So tomorrow <laughs> I have uh, the big signing and then I have two fantastic 
um, like it's the teen part mm -hmm. of it because last year we found that 90% of the people in my line were going right to the teen pizza party mm -hmm. and I was like wait I want to go to the pizza party like what's <laughs> going on so this year they put me on more of the YA stuff yeah. which I think is really important to RT too because even for older people like myself I love romance novels but mm -hmm. most of the things that I read are YA yeah. so it's like not all of the YA readers are teens right. which we find here in sure. Vegas of course yeah. so I'm really happy that RT every year seems to be expanding a little more out of like the typical romance. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm doing that. And then tonight I'm seeing a show which has nothing to do with RT, but I'm just really excited about it. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm just going to like float around. I did a Pictionary or Booktionary Ooh, panel fun. that was so hard. Yeah. It was so fun though. But the things that they chose were like um, one of them was Special Snowflake. And you had to draw And I had to draw snowflake. it. And every other table, as afterwards, we all realized that, like, everyone else was just cheating and saying <gasps> words. But at my table, we were like, no words, nothing. Like, oh. so So I was, like, trying to draw it. And then they're like, the people were like, we just started talking. I'm like, but you can't do that. Right. No fair. So then my table, we just ended up giving them the prizes because we were like, we both are terrible. It was me and Rebecca Donovan. <laughs> uh -huh. And we were both just like, we have no idea what we're doing. And I realized, like, it seems easy. Like, even one of them was Hedwig, you know, owl from mm -hmm. harry potter so i started drawing an owl and i'm like how do you draw an owl and right. it looked like a bear people were like, like <laughs> people were saying all kinds of stuff but then i was trying to draw president snow from the hunger games and uh -huh. people were like oh. harry potter and i'm like oh like, i no, suck at this <laughs> yes yeah, so I, I don't know how you would draw president snow me neither well i tried i did snow and they got yeah. snow and then i put like a, i wrote capital uh-huh and then they're like washington dc snow in washington i'm like and then but then yeah. I put blood like bloody mouth with uh -huh. red and then they were like Harry Potter I'm like huh <laughs> I'm like no like he's you're like that's on you I know and then I was like starting to dry, draw Obama and I was like I can't draw Obama like this doesn't even look like it looks more right. like me than Obama and like I don't understand it looks like you're threatening to kill the president exactly or so. like blood I'm just yeah. like oh, I need to stop scandal at RT <laughs> exactly. Anna Todd hauled away by the feds exactly <laughs> they're probably listening now so right like, exactly just we're kidding gonna have to, Brian erase this part too yeah <laughs> so it was fun but very like ah but it, it was really fun yes i um authors all sorts of creative skills we're asking from our authors <laughs> at rt not all of them about the actual writing yeah i'm like <laughs> i realized that i cannot draw at all like not even an owl well fortunately uh we don't need you to be able to draw Yay. when you are able to write you're creating so much entertainment mm -hmm. for so many fans and we're thrilled to be able to bring all your readers imagines out if not immediately when you all are listening to this then very very soon so uh you can get that now and look for nothing more mm -hmm. coming up uh, september in september uh anna's todd thank you so much for being with us thanks today.